Like those Beyblades or whatever? Do you remember those Beyblades? Yeah. Let's rip it! Let's rip it. That sounds <laughs> so much worse than <laughs> let it rip. Just <laughs> let's rip it. Like those Beyblades or whatever. Do you remember those Beyblades? Yeah. Let's rip it. Oh man, dude. Let me tell you. I, I've been thinking about recording, and I'm just like, man, it's been forever. Like we have zero consistency of when we actually record these things and put them out. We just kind of put them out there, and we're like, here you go, world. Next. But. Um, I don't know. I think it's just because about the, the everything project to me, like it's supposed to be all about positivity. Right. And let me tell you, I did not have a positive week. And yeah. so I, uh, it was just a hard one to just be like, yeah, let's sit down and talk about how dandy everything is <laughs> like, no, it was, it was a hard week, but you know what? We're going to. Let it rip, shall we? <laughs> we'll combine both of those now. Oh my gosh, we're so awkward. One day we're gonna learn how to like turn it on and just be like, oh, here you go. Um, yeah. So everybody, welcome to the show where we try to muster up as much confidence as we can to keep talking about everything in the world and how we can make it a positive experience. And we try our best not to make it sound like a Sunday school class in church, <laughs> <laughs> even though we probably make it sound like a Sunday school class in church. But <laughs> I digress. Okay. Um, first things first, I have something that's very strongly on my mind and uh, it has to be talked about because it's there. It's just permeating in it. It's like a nail on the blackboard of my brain and it just needs to come out. Aaron and the DJ Marshmallow are the exact same person okay i said it it's been said and it's out there and they're totally the same person don't you think aaron you and marshmallow have similarities to each other it's a similar song yeah 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 you guys similar. are you guys are similar <laughs> to each other okay i want you guys to hear something and we'll let aaron decide what he's going to do with this because he's the one that kind of crops everything and takes things out and puts things in in like the editing process and so we'll let Aaron decide what he wants to do but I'm just gonna play it from my phone right now let the record show Aaron put this together before Marshmallow did anything on the next song that I'm about to show you but uh just just listen to this I'm gonna play two recordings here um they're the same person okay Marshmallow has a little bit of extra flair because Marshmallow's Marshmallow and he's really good but Aaron's really good too, and they're like the same person. So listen to the speed that Aaron made. Yeah. 
so that da 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 okay that's what that's what we're focusing on so that is what aaron did um and then marshmallow just comes out and uh he drops this which by the way listen for that da 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 marshmallow has a bunch of other stuff going on in it which is cool it's awesome but listen keep that in mind as you listen It's uncanny, man. It's uncanny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Okay, so you guys you guys heard that. You guys heard that, and so that begs us with the question. Aaron do you have a marshmallow head in your closet <laughs> that you just have not told us about? Because that is just uncanny, dude. I heard that and I was just like, oh my gosh, my friend's famous. Like, I just, I just couldn't believe it. You should be like, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Maybe I'm actually dead mouse. Just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. Two truth bombs being dropped. No, I'm, I'm just just joking. <laughs> Man, dude. That's interesting. How do you go about how do you go about that? Because I believe that that uh that that little beat that you made was just for a class assignment, you know? And I mean it's like I I mean I, you'd be the first to tell me it's nothing like that super crazy or whatever you know it's not like a skrillex beat or anything like that but like it's catchy it's good so that one i wrote <clears throat> i have made ones for class but that one i wrote because i was working with one of the young men um, or I, I was just part of the young men's group um in the the church one of the in the preschool and uh i don't know it, it just came from that experience working with them man dude it's kind of cool because like i have to use cheats on the computer just to know how to play the ukulele so like <laughs> that you were able to put that all together that was that was pretty cool you know yeah it was fun yeah. i'll have to maybe do more with it <laughs> hit up marshmallows yeah maybe he gets his inspiration from you maybe one day he was just scrolling through and somehow found that file on some platform you never put it on but like you know maybe it's just there but you know man i hope this is picking up our mics really well i'm looking at it and it kind of looks oh whatever we'll look at it later we need to stop talking about fluff <laughs> um okay man We've had quite an experience. Well, not an experience. Duh. Why would I say experience? We've had. It's been quite a long time since we have sat down and tried uh, recording again. So it's been a long week, and dude, like I said, man, my week was. Oh, <laughs> let me like as my mission president would say, just wrap that book up in duct tape. A lot of duct tape. Put it on the bookshelf in your mind and never open it up again. You know, <laughs> that's one of those, it's one of those things. And the thing is like, it wasn't a bad week. It was a week of learning, a lot of learning because I messed up and I failed 
a lot, especially at work. And so I had to learn how to do some stuff, put myself a lot outside of my comfort zone, which, you know, no biggie. Um, but you know, got to learn and grow and, uh, wasn't the most positive, fulfilling week for me, but another week is coming up and I'm excited for what it has to offer, you know, kind of stoked about it. That's awesome. Yeah. But man, okay. We're going to start this off with, you know, what our positive experiences because here at the everything project, we're focused. Um, (laughs) we're focused on positivity because that's the whole point of the project. The whole point of the project is to, is to bring positivity back into the world and have it overtake the negative side of the world. There's so like, nobody has to try to bring negativity in this world. It's already there. It's already there. It's It's like weeds, man. They just grow. It just (laughs) happened. Like, well, it doesn't just happen. Obviously down the line, there was mistakes made. There was stuff that happened. People, it, it just, it, ugh, I don't know. Uh, we, we, we become wicked in our idleness. And there has been a lot of idling going on and a lot of wickedness going on. And, oh my gosh, just yeah, pray for the world. <laughs> pray, like, current events, man. It's just so sad. It's just so sad. And negativity and just terrible, horrible, horrific things are happening and and it needs to stop it needs to stop in the and when it does stop is going to be when christ comes again um but we can do our best to fight it you know right now so on that note let's talk about some positive things aaron i want yes. you to go first what do you what do you got for us man what's some positive that happened to you well this week uh my sister and I, we decided we wanted to do a, mu- a movie night. I was um, there. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. We, we just watched a, a movie uh, all together, got some pizza, um, had some friends over, and just did a movie night. And um, just goes to show that when you have a group of people that are just, that are positive together, that that want to help each other they're supportive of each other it can go a long way and it it encourages a lot of people and it allows for a good time yeah and like um we had fun so yeah it was it was super good like um nikki had some of her friends over mm-hmm. and i think i've met them like once or twice but uh never like you know never sat down with them or whatever like never bonded i like i just met them um but the thing is is that I felt cool with them. They were like, it was so much fun just to get around. And honestly, to be completely honest, I was shocked of how much fun I had <laughs> because the thing is, is that I, I love your family, you know, like hanging out with uh, you, Nikki and Joel, you know, love you guys. And whenever I have a moment to do it, but I'm a very, I'm a very uh, introverted person. And stuff. And so, especially on a Friday when I get off of work and I'm just like, man, I just want to lay down and not do anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 I was just surprised of how like much I enjoyed my time there because I'm so <laughs> super, uh, introverted that it was just like, I don't, I never want to hang out with anyone, especially on a Friday. And when I got there, things were just like super good vibes and everything. Everyone laughed. 
good. with each other, and it was just like super good vibes. So I would agree with you. I concur. That was a very positive experience, and just goes to show you that like people, people are good. People are good. Um, and we need to understand that that people are good. Go hang out with your friends. You know, stop being. <laughs> stop living the world through a computer or on a screen but go yeah. talk to people go say hi go touch some grass you know <laughs> that's uh, that's a good thing to go and do so yeah man that was an awesome time good good yeah Glad to hear it. so for me during this last week when i just had like you know just uh just a bum week man it was just a bummer <laughs> living it you know like that awkward experience of waking up between waking up and going to bed. I had a lot of those. Mm. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, <laughs> just realized just what I said it. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you know, like, um, it was just one of those weeks that I was just, like I said, learning experiences all the time. And I love learning new things, but when you're learning on the job, you know, and there's money to be made. Time has to move fast. It's really hard to learn in that environment because when you make mistakes, you're now taking too long on a project. You're now costing yourself money and whatever, you know, and the job needs to be done, but mistakes were made. And so the job takes a little longer. Either way, tensions can fly. Feelings can get hurt and stuff. And that happened, you know, a little bit at work this past week. And, you know, it's, to, to me, like, it stinks, but it's also just adult life and adult things, and that's just the way how it works sometimes, and you just got to get over it, you got to get back on the horse, and you got to be like, oh, man, here comes Monday, tomorrow, you got to go and do it again, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but either way, uh, during this past week, when I was having one of those days, uh, I usually don't post on Facebook, you know, I, I used to a lot, like, man, I, I, lived and breathed on the Facebook, you know, <laughs> and I, I would post on there so much. Um, and I don't too much anymore, but I did post on there this time. And I posted, uh, the amount of how much I bully myself is toxic. That's what I wrote. Oh, on I, there. yeah. And, um, and I think I just, I think I just do that just because it helps me vent a little bit. I don't know. Like there's a lot of times I have thoughts and truths of thoughts in my head that like, if they trace, if they stay trapped in my mind, I, it just gets to me and stuff. So I, I write it out on there because it's a way for me to vent and kind of get it out of my head and just kind of like there, I said it, it's out there. It's not in my head anymore. I put it out there. And so like, I don't know, kind of a weird way to think of it, but for some reason it helps me. Um, and I just had friends who I probably haven't talked with for a while. You know, I, I haven't seen them for a while. I haven't talked to them for a while. Um, but it just, it was nice to see that there was still people there who I spent most of my time with in my younger, like I'm, I'm only 27, so I'm not like old, but like when it, like during like my teenage years, I spent more time with them and they were still there to just like, be like, Hey, you know what? You're a good person and you should know that and don't be so hard on yourself, you know? And a lot of people who related with me and was just like, you know, I'm my biggest bully too. And it's hard and being trapped in your mind really sucks. And, uh, and it was just, it was just really touching to see that there's still 
you know, community out there and everything. Like, the hope is, is that the community doesn't just stay on Facebook, right? Like, we branch out and we go and we talk to people face-to-face yeah, and, and everything. But still, like, the support of people getting on there and commenting and being just like, hey, man, like, life is hard, but I relate with you. You're a good person. Um, and just to see that, even though they were from people that I haven't seen face-to-face in for a while, it was still really good to have that sense of friendship and bonding with people that were have always still been my friends you know and like it was it was just really good and man it it was good and so that was like really positive for me and it really showed me that there's still good like there's there's obviously still a lot of good in this world and our job is to harness the good mm-hmm. and to bring it out in the world ye are the salt of the earth salt preserves things I think we've talked about this before of we need to go. We need to preserve the good things of the earth and bring it out because we're facing, we are facing hard times right now. Each of us has our own mental battles that we are struggling with. And each of us has to get out of our own minds and we have to kick out the bad things that are in our minds and bring in good. I think of something that elder Bednard said, um, I think I, I I can't remember exactly what he was addressing, but I think he was addressing a group of young men who talked about um sexual purity and like how do they kick immoral thoughts out of their mind. Mm-hmm. And so he was talking about, well, your mind is like a, a bottle of sand or a jar of sand. And when you have a jar full of dark sand, but you put light sand into it, clean sand or whatever, light sand... Uh, one of those dark pieces of sand comes out and it's going to take forever to get all the dark out and get all the light in because I mean, it's sand, it's this big, like it's super tiny. And so like, it's going to take forever, but eventually if you just keep working on it and working on it over and over and over again, you're eventually going to get to a point where your jar, the majority is full of light sand and then the game well not the game the then the 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 hard part about that is now you have to maintain it with that light sand you know not bring the the black like the dark sand back into it you know Mm. um so yeah i think about that a lot and i think about um how that i think about how that also affects us and just our everyday lives we have so many uh, we have so many <laughs> bad thoughts, mostly about ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. We're so we're, like we are our biggest bullies, and it is so hard to stay positive. But that is where the fight begins. Is that's where the fight begins? Is within ourselves if we're going to stay positive or negative? Because in this world there is a front line, and there's a front line, front lines between good and evil, and evil is defeated with positive vibes the more positive vibes that are out there it squashes it (laughs) it extinguishes the negative Mm -hmm. and uh we need to overwhelm the world with positive emotions and positive thoughts or whatever and sometimes i think about it and i'm just like man dude that it sounds so oh man what's the word i'm looking for cliche or whatever it sounds so it sounds so cliche to just be like positive is better than good or or positive is better than bad you know like 
duh, obviously positive is better than bad. But the thing is, like, we don't utilize it, right? Like, we all have that, those thoughts, but, like, we don't utilize it. I feel like there's so many times in this world where we have these positive emotions, these positive feelings, and we just let it stay there in our minds, and we don't bring it out, and we don't talk about our happy times. And I, I don't know. I don't know. So th- there was a long explanation to something positive that happened to me, but I just, I just, you know, thought it was really important. Um, That's but, awesome. That's yeah, man. Really I'm really hoping that this is a better week though. Cause, <laughs> cause I, uh, I, I really like smooth weeks to me. Work is good when you can just put your head down and just work, you know, uh, I, ah, man, I, I <laughs> I'm just <laughs> that reminds me of uh the Paul Blart Mall Cop. What? There's a quote in it that I just watched it yesterday. Basically, he says, "Why can't you just go home? Why why can't you just come to work, do your work and go home like the rest of us?" Or something <laughs> like that. No, dude, it's like so true. Like I sit there and it's just like um I'll be asked sometimes, I'll be like, "What do you want out of this job?" and it's like, "Honestly, I just I just want to show up, do my work, get a paycheck and go home." Like <laughs> <laughs> But you want to know something like something that uh work has taught me, being an adult has taught me is some is happiness is so hard. <laughs> like it's such a hard thing to achieve. Like, I feel like sometimes we get caught into this lull mind or whatever. It's like, oh, well, you know, if I do everything right, if I go to church on Sunday, if I read my scriptures, if I uh, hug my parents and my siblings every day or whatever, if I hug my loved ones, then life will just be roses or whatever. (laughs) And that is certainly not true. It is so far from the truth. Like, how can life just be roses sometimes when things just things just eat at you you know i i do think that there is a sense of peace that comes with hugging your loved ones and reading the scriptures and doing what you know is right there's definitely a sense of peace there yeah and you can feel you know security in that be like oh man well the day at work sucked but you know what i get to go home and see my loved ones and i get to you know kind of relax and recover that way and so there is peace, but life isn't roses just because you're trying to live it the most pure way that you know how. Hard times always creep in, you know? And then that brings into discouragement. Mm-hmm. And discouragement is just exhausting, right? Yeah, it can really take take a toll on a person, yeah. Like it's just it's just so exhausting. Um I feel like discouragement is just one of those things that you like, okay. We, we talked about this a long, a a while ago on one of our episodes about how, when I'm sad, I just want to be sad. Yeah. I don't want anyone to come up to me and be just like, Hey, let's go to the movies. It's like, (laughs) no, I'm not going to go to the movies because you know what? I'm depressed. (laughs) And so I'm going to stay at home and I'm going to eat chocolate all day and i'm gonna watch star wars until my eyes bleed like (laughs) a lot of times that happens but at the same time it's exhausting discouragement is exhausting because life still goes on and you still have to go to work the next day you still have to make money some way somehow um and 
righteously some way somehow make yeah. money let's that's important um and uh but with discouragement in your life it just becomes super super hard and it can just get exhausting man i rambled about my positive experience for a long time that was oh, you did. oh man but i mean you're right though like discouragement it's it's kind of like it's just dead weight that you're dragging around like obviously there's times when it's it just happens you get discouraged right. it's part of part of life sure but like there's sometimes when it's just we carry around things that we just we, we just need to let go you know let that discouragement be you know trust heavenly father a little bit and uh and that weight that that, that discouragement it will it will lift a little bit i think Right, and it makes going to work much easier. Makes relationships much much easier. Makes you know doing going out and doing things it's much much easier too. So, I I I understand like what you're saying about discouragement. How it's how it can be sort of like exhausting because you're just dragging it around and it's it's hard to, hard to get away from. Yeah, man, it can be can be so hard that's why it's so important to be nice to people <laughs> because like we don't understand the amount of discouragement that everybody's dragging around with them nobody nobody <laughs> is playing with just aces in their deck of ha- or their hand of cards mm-hmm. nobody is ha- nobody has that nobody it is everyone has like some discouragement going around i don't care who you're talking to i don't care if you're talking to the most humble of the humble i don't care if you're talking to the most rich of the rich everyone has discouragement on their back something dragging them down something weighing them which is why it's important to be nice to people because a simple hello a smile or a wave can make people feel better can make people feel feel good like i remember in college there was a handful of times where like I'll be in the library and uh, I've just been having such a a crap day, (laughs) you know, like my classes didn't go as well. I didn't finish my midterm paper (laughs) and the the pizza did not taste the same as it did yesterday. (laughs) Oh man, boo, you know, and things just really sting. And then like one of my buddies will come up to me and they'll just be like, Matt, it's so good to see you at the library. I'm studying too let's study together or or whatever. And then like, dude, if you're in the library and then a cute girl like smiles at you and just waves and stuff, dude, you're just like, Oh, Oh, (laughs) time starts going in slow motion. (laughs) You're just like, Oh, come back. (laughs) Come study with me. No joke though. It can brighten your entire day, man. It's true. All all you need is a smile. That's all. uh, That's all you're asking for is a smile. And then like, you know, you get a number. Great. (laughs) Heart singing at that point, man. (laughs) But any, anyways, it's almost like we say that tongue in cheek, but at the same time, it's, it's totally true. Hundred percent. It's a hundred percent true. <laughs> Such a small little action can just make someone's day like so much better. Like I took a, uh, I, I there was one class that I took. I can't remember what class it is, but there was a girl in there that I had a crush on and everything and she sat next to me one day and my alarm bells went off in my head and I was like, Oh my gosh. I am far too ugly to be sitting next to you. So like what is happening here? But my whole day was just like changed. And I think her and I may have said like a sentence to each other, but you know what? 
I was so happy for the rest of the day. I was just like, man, I'm getting Taco Bell today because I'm in such a good mood. And so I'm just... <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Can you tell we're single? <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh jeez dude <laughs> but it's true this man like all the things you said is like is 100% true it's 100% but... <laughs> true which is why dude do you know who I have the most sympathy for in the world right now I tell mm. my family this all the time but the most sympathy that I have for any demographic out there you know um, is good women in the world like I have such sympathy for them because it's just that we have, we live in a world now of just gender wars, men and women just crapping on each other all the time and just being like, I don't trust men or men are just like, I don't trust women cause they do this. And then women being just like, I don't trust men because they do this. And it's disgusting, man. Like it's just like, we just keep on fighting back and forth. And what's happening now is that you have a bunch of good women out there who want to be the equal to their husband, who want to raise kids with their husband and have a family who want to give him a kiss hello and a hey handsome when he gets home from work and wants to do all of that stuff but they get they almost get like oh man what's the word i'm like they almost get like uh dil not diluted out <laughs> dil they almost get like shunned almost because there's so much there's so many bad women and men out there now that that's all that we're focusing on now is just like we're letting this Instagram app ruin us in love on our reels because all we're seeing is this negativity about the opposite gender. And so mm -hmm. everyone now is just like, well, I don't want to fall in love because this is what social media is saying about love. And yeah, man, <sighs> oh, dude, <clears throat> I need to get off this tangent. <laughs> we're here to talk about positive well, I things. Mean, I mean, it's a, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, this is a discussion that I that we'll have with my sisters. Maybe one day we'll get them here on the show, Dude, and we'll I just know. like we'll just uh, we'll just go at it and everything, <laughs> and we'll just like talk it out. I actually think that we would agree on most stuff because yeah. I, I think it's just like the good men are being ignored and the good women are being ignored. And we're creating a society where the good men and good women are now just going to work, putting their head down, and ignoring each other. Mm -hmm. When really. They could go be going out there and getting married, but we're all scared to now because all we hear about is the bad things about a significant other. We always pit them against each other when it's really just men and women are they work together pretty well. That's yeah, we're like designed it's, to it's, be it's that like way. one if you want to be successful in the world, like I think the three biggest things are go to school, like I think it's like get an education, uh get married. I think those are like and then, and then there's something else, job, probably something or... like a career or whatever. Oh. But like, I know that getting married is definitely in the top three of like the most, like, if you want to have a successful life, go get married because a man and woman together, starting a family, like that's so powerful. God put us in that structure for a purpose, you know? And like, God's not out there wanting to destroy the family. So like, you think all of this negativity is coming from a father in heaven? No, it's coming from the adversary. He's the one that wants the family to be destroyed. And so like, I mean, and that to me is just obvious, you know? And it's just like, man, dude, 
we're letting this app kill love like this <laughs> we're letting reels kill love because we because nobody can be happy with each other anymore like women have to one up men and men have to one up women like we just we're just we just let we're letting love die you know and it's just so sad but <sighs> man that was a can of worms that I did not expect to open. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably have to unpack that one a little more at yeah, another time. But... <laughs> maybe more on a more organized basis because if we go off on it, then I'm just going to go off and probably say things that I regret and didn't think about. So we'll, we'll, leave, that for a, we'll leave that for a different time. Um, so, but I wanted to ask you a question. Okay. Sure. Um, light of Christ. What is it? Like, what is it? in general and what is it to you uh well i know what i've been taught it is Mm -hmm. and i know kind of what i believe it is but i'll from what i understand the light of christ is the the essence that each of us has as a spirit son or daughter of god Mm -hmm. um in our relationship to him and with the savior that allows us to make good decisions, no matter what we believe or uh, where we're from, who we are. It gives us a moral compass, right, mm-hmm. of some sort. Yeah, it's that thing inside each person, each human being, that says, this is right, this is wrong, this is something good that I should do. Um, for me, it's the thought of, like, there's my neighbor is you know, raking up leaves. I can go help him rake up leaves. It's it's a thought where, like, you see an old man that's walking into the grocery store that obviously is having a hard time, so you open the door for him. I don't think that there's a... I think each person is capable of noticing those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And that's the light of Christ. It's that that opportunity each of us have in our own like each person has inherently as as human beings that there is there is good that i can do right that's what i sort of understand it to be i agree with you and i think that's something that we have lost a little bit in this world is that we've lost the firm understanding of good things are good things and bad things are bad things like that that now is like for some reason a gray area in our society like good things may be good things but they may be good morally but are they good temporally and it's just like no good is good and bad is bad period that's how it was designed that's how it's made up it's better to go give a piece of cake to an old lady than to kick the lady in the shin like it's (laughs) like it's that's a bad it's it's like you don't do that um and so i think obviously we can both agree that the light of christ within ourselves our inherent moral compass Mm -hmm. is um not being utilized like i don't i don't think it really is being utilized that well within the world and and uh so something that we need to focus on is, okay, well, what can we do to start sparking that moral compass, that light of Christ that is in us, you know? Right. And something that, and and it, it always comes back to it, man. It always comes back to it. No matter, 
the word positivity is going to be used so much that we're going to, we're eventually going to think of it. And we're just going to be like, man, what even is that word? <laughs> like we're going to, but it's going to lose its meaning and then we'll find it. Again. <laughs> when you say a word so many times, it's kind of just like, okay, what are we even saying? Like, um, but it comes back to that. It really is that the light of Christ is using the positive nature that you have to bring out good things and to bring out the good in others, to bring out the good in yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, It's to be a positive magnet um, to you welcome in the positive things in your life because you let out the positive that you have into other people's lives. You welcome light. You welcome good. Um, so I think that that's just like super, like, I, I just think that that is important to realize that the light of Christ all starts with acting out on your positive thoughts and your positive emotions. I think that you can get revelation from the Holy spirit Mm -hmm. and your idea of being a positive influence in life. I think that those go hand in hand with each other because the Holy spirit's not going to prompt you to do anything negative true and and i mean like we can get into the details of it like in some instance like in the book of mormon nephi cutting off laban's head that's not necessarily a positive thing but he was prompted to do it you know and so but so we can get into the details of it but a positive outcome anyways in its purest simplest versions it's it's positive it's a positive force like It's not a positive thing to cut off Laban's head, but so that a whole nation doesn't dwindle in unbelief, Mm -hmm. that's a positive outcome, you know? Right. And so I think that the Holy Spirit works with our positive nature a lot because if we, if we're not positive and we just think negative thoughts all the time, then where's the spirit going to draw from? You know, he can't draw from an empty well. Right. And so like, where's he going to draw from if you don't have positive thoughts or positive experiences in your mind or in your head all the time. Um, and, and I think that that, that is what leads into the light of Christ. Those feelings that you have of, you know what, it would be a really good thing today for me to go and give Jessica some brownie ice cream. (laughs) Hello, Jessica, you are on with us again. um, Welcome to the show. (laughs) um, But like, it would be a positive thing to go do that. That is the light of Christ. That is what we have inside of us. And we all have that, right? Because we are all sons and daughters of our father in heaven. Jesus Christ is our eldest brother. And so we all have that. The light of Christ is something that lives in us. It's there. We've made it very dim within ourselves. (laughs) Well, you take that on a person-to-person basis, right? I know a lot of guys out there who have the light of Christ, and you see it in them, man. You see it in them. I've seen it in men. Like men and women that you just look in their eyes, and you're just like... I see Christ in your eyes. Like there's, it's there. I see it. And like, so you see it. So on a basis to basis, it's different. But I think that in general, in the world right now, that light is getting dimmer and dimmer every day, just because the natural man is an enemy to God. And we have nat, we're just a world full of natural humans and we are the enemy to God. And so it all starts with positivity. It all starts with those those who want to embrace the hard times of life, but they still dance in the rain because they understand that, hey, 
If I want this world to change, it's going to start with me. I'm going to bring out my positive side. I'm going to reinforce the light of Christ, and I'm going to bring it into other people's lives, you know? Right. That That is just so, so important. And, and oftentimes, when we let the light of Christ win within ourselves, we then can have the light of Christ win in the world. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So, like, we, I feel like we all have a battle within our own selves. Are we going to bring out light and truth? Or are we going to bring out sin and sorrow or, or whatever? Like, like we all have that battle within ourselves right. and that is, that is a very tough battle. Right. And it like, it can get hard. Like, I feel like I get so surprised. Like, I feel like a lot of times people look at that and be like, Oh, light and truth versus sin and sorrow. That's such an easy decision. Yeah. Obviously light and truth. That's not an easy thing, man. Like we, yeah, we, on paper it's it's easy, but it's it's not like yeah. on paper it's easy, but it's not easy in your mind because mm-hmm. we live in a fallen world and we are fallen beings, and so we know that light and truth is the path to go down. Mm-hmm. But sin and sorrow looks easier and looks a lot more efficient sometimes, and it's easier. And not as hard as living a righteous life. And so like, yeah, like, like on your mission, how many times on your mission did it happen where you wanted someone to get baptized, but they lived with someone or they, where they were drinking, they did drugs. And you're like, if you want to get baptized, you have to give that up. And then they're just like, oh, well, I can't do that. And I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not blaming them because that's hard. That's hard to do. It's hard to give up a lifestyle that you have mm-hmm. just because two Mormon boys or two Mormon girls knocked on your door and said, here, we found, like, we we know the truth and we want you to experience it. So change your life. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's a hard thing. You know, that's not just, that's not an easy thing. And so it's hard to bring out the light of Christ, but it can start with us. We can do it. It's a thing that can happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it's interesting that you brought up the missionaries because there's been so many times where I have on my mission where I got to that point where they they had an issue. They wanted they they enjoyed us being around, but they had the issue. And in the the moments where they had success, it was the moments when they recognized the light of Christ in the missionaries. Mm. And when they were able to see that example in the missionaries, they realized that that was something that they wanted, and it allowed them to change themselves, allowed them the power to to make that change happen. Um, and that's how it that's how it works. You know, you you live it, you share it, and that that opportunity that sharing it can have the opportunity to man dude that gave me chills man that was powerful (laughs) that was really powerful that was that was really good and a hundred percent true man and i agree with you um can you do me a favor yeah um i was thinking about the scripture today um while we went on our we went on a fun little walk today (laughs) and while we were on a walk i thought of the scripture uh ephesians 6 12 can you read that Sure, it's, uh, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm, man. Is it alright if I ask you to give me your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Sure. <laughs> I don't want to put you in an awkward... Like, anyways, go no, ahead. You're good. I'll just kind of share some things, like some points that stood out to me is we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality. So, um, obviously, in this world, there is going to be man-to-man, like, physical fights, mm, right? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the fights that we get, we have in our life are not physical, Right. There are spiritual battles that we have personally, individually. Um, it says here, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. So they're not the rulers of the world, they're the rulers of the darkness. So that's specifically calling out the adversary and his hosts. It's clearly defining who, our en- who the enemy really is. Um and against spiritual wickedness. So, obviously, um, it's hard to fight a battle when you don't know who you're fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that clearly defines defines the battle that we we're having right now. Is it's it's against the evil, dark forces that they just have their way. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, right. Think, get yourself a best friend like Aaron. <laughs> like, like man, dude, <laughs> he's so smart. Um, no, dude, I totally, I totally agree with that. It is it is very important that we understand that the adversary, um, the adversary is not dumb. The adversary is smart. We lived with our Father in Heaven before we came to this world. We also lived with the adversary before we came to this world. He knows us. He knows what can creep in. I think a lot of the times between the difference between a testimony and conversion. Um, testimony, you can have a testimony about a ton of different things. A testimony can be very, very fragile. Uh, it can be easily knocked off a table, shattered onto the ground, and your testimony can easily be destroyed by doubt. Uh, conversion, however, is a lot, lot, lot stronger. You know, it's just, uh, conversion is just like, I know that it's true. I know what I've seen is true because I'm converted to it. I have read the evidence. I have seen with my own eyes, the evidence. I, I know it's there. I know it's true. So I'm converted to it. And when you're converted to something, it is a lot harder for the adversary to get into those cracks and to destroy conversion. Right. I remember, I remember the day when my, when my will, my, my little, uh, 10 year old will, I guess you would say started to (laughs) shift on me. It was, I was in sacrament meeting one day and we were having, a. um, we were having testimony meeting and I remember, uh, up until this point in my life, I had always just took it for granted of just like, yeah, no, the church is true. And I know the church is true because my mom and dad have told me that the church is true. And That's I remember I was raised. that was the way <laughs> I was raised. And it's true. And I remember my little 10 year old will just shifted on me because I remember sitting in that pew and I just remember the voice as clear as day. Sure, it came from the adversary. And I just remember the just thinking like, yeah, but what if it's not? You know, like I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I know this church is true. And then it's just like, yeah, but you know what? Like, what if it's not, you know, like the adversary knows me, the adversary knows the Bible, 
He knows the Book of Mormon. He know he knows every word in those pages. He studied them very well. And he's he, and like, what if it's not true? Like, and, and I just remember like those thoughts were just like clear as day in my mind. And I just remember my ten year old Will. I was about to run out of that room and cry because I was just like, I don't think this is true anymore. And uh, and I just and like. And then I remember that it was that moment that I realized that I was just like, I made the decision in my mind that I was like, okay, I might not always be 100% confident that the church is true. But one thing that I am going to be confident in is I'm not going to give up on the church. I'm not going to give up on it. No matter what I hear, no matter what I see, no matter what I read or whatever, I am going to give the church the benefit of the doubt and the reason because, and I'm going down the road here. This was not just a thought that I made up <laughs> at 10 in my mind or whatever. This is what I've developed throughout the years. But I'm going to give the church a chance and give the church the benefit of the doubt because I have read the Book of Mormon. I have prayed about it. I have felt that the Book of Mormon is true. And that is a key indicator that the church is the uh, that the church is true. So at this point, no matter what I hear now, no matter what I read, no matter what I see, the church gets the benefit of the doubt because it doesn't matter if you bring up things about the church and why the church is false or whatever. If you can't show me that the Book of Mormon isn't true after I've prayed about it and after I've read it, then where does that leave us? That doesn't really leave us that doesn't really convince me of anything because it's just like, well, the book of Mormon is still true. Anyways, I just bring that up because I'm just like conversion is so much more powerful than a testimony. Testimonies are so important. It's so important to bear them. It's so important to have them in your heart and be thinking about them always and be thinking about everything that you have a testimony of. But conversion is so much more powerful than just a testimony because mm-hmm. conversion allows you to look all of the negative in the eyes and be just like, you know what? I know the positive side of life though. I know the positive things that life can give. I know the positive feelings that I have with my faith and what I believe. I feel secure in it. And that's because of my conversion. And that's because of the light of Christ that I have. And so, um, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I guess I'll just end well, that. <laughs> I, I agree. I think testimony is, is important. It's like the first step. Conversion is like the next step in the in the process where you're like it's kind of where your testimony is tested. Mm-hmm. Where you get sort of like, Oh, yeah, this is a l maybe a little bit harder than I thought it would was gonna be. And and it's that it's that proving ground. Conversion is that proving ground of a t te- of a testimony. Uh huh. I think so. Absolutely, and and it's it's just like so interesting because it's like, I think a lot of people would listen to us and they'd just be like, oh, the Everything Podcast, the, the well, the Everything Project. Um, you guys are about positivity and bringing it up in the world. Like, why do you talk so much about the church? Why don't you just focus on more of temporal positive things, not spiritual positive things all the time? And it's just like, well, it's because they're intertwined. <laughs> you know, you you can't defeat negativity without Christ being involved in it without without Christ being involved you can't you can't defeat the negativity in the world because Christ is the positive of the world he is the one that brings us positive things and so 
you have to intertwine your faith into being positive, you know? Mm-hmm. And then also at the same time, just, you know, you can be positive. <laughs> if if you right. may not have like a faith that you follow or whatever, but like, you're just like, I just like being a good person. Then that's great. That's awesome. But as for me, like my faith has to be involved in my positive life. Like the reason why I'm positive is because I know that there's more to this life. If I thought it was just this life and we were done, you think I could be positive with that? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> that that would be a lot more difficult. You know? Right. And so we, like, like what it says in Ephesians, we fight that battle every day, you know? So while we were uh, on our walk, we made a friend. <laughs> What's a good name for him, Aaron? Or I think it was a I, she. It's a, it's a her, isn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? The, <laughs> the the males are the bright, colorful ones, right? I think so. <laughs> okay, what should we... It was a duck. It was a duck. Because we were... Um, we just... We just wanted to go do something. So we went out for a walk, and we uh, went walking near a river. And we just sat down on some rocks, and there was a duck that came up to us. A she. Sheila. <laughs> Sheila. Or Tiffany. I'm kind of feeling a Tiffany. or okay. uh, You know, either one, Sheila or Tiffany, whatever. Um, but it was just, like, so interesting. Um, one thing that I noticed about this duck, and I feel so funny thinking about how I learned a lesson from a duck. <laughs> you know? Um but one thing is that this uh sheila uh, you can be uh, tiffany no it's gonna be (laughs) sheila now because you said sheila first and so it's been dubbed sheila um sheila it was very interesting because obviously this duck has been fed bread from people at the um at this parkway um, because she came right up to us and she just sat there and we were just like, mm-hmm. we know that you're expecting bread, but we <laughs> didn't bring any bread. Maybe our fault. Maybe we should have brought bread thinking that there's going to be a duck there and they're going to want bread. <laughs> um, but you know, we didn't have that, but it, I just thought it was so interesting because the duck just stayed there just looking at us. And for like 20 minutes, this duck just stayed there in that spot just looking at us being just like did you losers not bring any bread why didn't you bring any bread don't you know that this is a thing that when you come here you bring bread for sheila like um and so i just thought it was interesting because she was like so determined to stick around and just wait for us to give her bread but there was no bread to be seen we couldn't give her any bread because we didn't have any bread and i thought it was just so interesting that she just stuck around and i was just like sheila your time would be so much better spent if you just left us and you use this time to go find some other person that has bread. You know, why are you sticking around here? Cause we obviously don't have any bread. And I started realizing, I'm just like, man, dude, I'm like this duck, dude. <laughs> Me and this duck have so much in common because I stick around in situations where there's absolutely no benefit to me. I'm just hoping for something good to happen and it doesn't happen, but I stick around cause I'm holding out hope and I'm just like, mm, give me the bread. I, I know that, that there's bread here. There's bread here somewhere. So you know what? Give me the bread and everything. And it's just like, 
man, I get super hyper about some topics sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I'm just like, I thought about that and I was just like, man, I'm like this duck because I stick around and I stick around thinking that I'm going to get bread. I'm going to get the benefit in a situation where the benefit is never going to come. And my time would be utilized better elsewhere, you know? And so it just made me think like, how often do we spend in the same spot being complacent with where we are and not moving onto anything better? You know, what do you think? That's well, I mean, it's, that's deep. That's, I mean, it's, it's kind of like very introspective to me. Cause it's like, now I'm thinking about all the situations that I'm currently in and thinking to myself, <laughs> Gosh dang it, Sheila. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what's going on here, you know? Like, am I hoping for something better to come along when I could just make it, like, look for it in other places, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've been thinking about it a lot. Yeah, like, it's it's kind of an interesting deep thought, like you were saying. Like, is what I'm doing now, like, actually – is this where the bread is? And I, like, am I barking and, up the right and, tree? Am <laughs> I just looking at these two random dudes on a pier thinking, give me the bread. I know that you got bread or whatever. <laughs> or should I be spending my time going somewhere else to look, you know? And like, gosh, dang it, Sheila, you got us thinking. <laughs> All over a duck coming up to us. But it is. It is a very interesting thought, you know? And, and I honestly feel like that's what life is sometimes. Is that life isn't about finding the bread. Life, well, actually, <laughs> well, most of the most life, I think we're looking exactly. That's so, the... so that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I think life. I take that back. I think life is about finding the bread, not about waiting for the bread to be given to you. In in that analogy, which we can make this a more human analogy and not a duck analogy. It's life is about finding success, not waiting for success to be thrusted upon you, you know, and we can liken that bread to success. (laughs) Yeah, man, I am. My mind is blown right now. Like, <laughs> dude, it was. A, so let this be a, like, let this be a testimony to everyone out there, a testimony that will convert us. That anything can bring inspiration because we literally just saw a duck that was swimming around us that wouldn't leave us alone because we knew it wanted bread, and now we have this thought in our mind that's going to keep us up probably. Now thinking that, am I barking up the right tree for success or do I just need to keep looking? But I don't think it's a bad thing. If you're continuing your whole life to look for success, I don't think that that's bad. I think that it's good. You know? Yeah. I think it's good to be satisfied in some things, you know, be satisfied in your loved ones, be satisfied in the, in your, in the, in happiness that you have, but don't be satisfied in, looking for success you know always barking up the right tree looking a little bit harder and always going around and seeing what's the next step for me in life what's the next ladder that i can take to get higher up my experiences and to gain more seniority or whatever right and so like yeah the bread is success and we don't just want to sit around waiting for success to be given to us. We want to go around and we want to look at it. And the reason why I bring that up is because I think that you'd be surprised how the light of Christ and success are intertwined with each other. Because 
the light of Christ does not just provide us with happiness, like being happy. It doesn't provide us with just intrinsic happiness. It does provide us with that, but not just with intrinsic happiness. It, the light of Christ provides us with opportunity to find success. And so that's why I bring it up because the more you live your life in a way that's pleasing unto the light of Christ, which is you know pleasing unto God, right? And utilizing the light of Christ that you have, the more success you will find. I think everyone would be very surprised at just how much God will bless you temporally if you utilize the light of Christ that you have. If you utilize the light of Christ to just be a good human and just want to be a good person to your coworkers and have a smile on your face, even when you don't want to have a smile on your face, which is like (laughs) 90% of the time for me, you know? Um, But I think you'd be surprised at just how much God wants to bless you with temporal success when you utilize the light of Christ, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something that that came to my mind is the, I, I don't know if you've ever heard the story or watched the movie, The Fourth Wise Men. Where it's like, it's this guy, He's he wants to be, he wants to see the Savior, right? He wants to meet the Savior. So he spends, a, like he, he, sends, he sells all he has to go find the Savior, give him his gifts, and, and that is going to change his life. Mm. Um, so he spends, throughout this whole story, his whole life, he's looking. But throughout the the movie he finds different people that he's able to serve and he's able to give the gifts that he was going to give to the savior oh and by the end of his life he's like i didn't get it i never saw it you know like i that was it like i i i was never able to do it but But, yeah (laughs) yeah um at the end of the movie basically you see the savior saying like hey maybe you didn't do it for me but then the the scripture that says like in as much as you have done it unto the least of these you have done it unto me yeah yeah which is basically like yeah anyway dude that that, that story i it love it I, I love that so much because as you were saying that these episodes that we make and we record online like I just want everyone to understand about just how much it is just us kind of bringing out our thoughts and everything because that is the everything project. We're using our own thoughts, our own experience of everything that we see to build, you know, and that's what we're doing. You brought up a a movie, a movie, (laughs) you know, something that no one would really think of, of just like, this is life changing. I brought up a duck, you know, I brought, it's the, it's the small surroundings, everything that we see that builds up our lives, you know, a duck, <laughs> a movie, but yet they're leaving these lasting impressions. That's what the everything project is all about. Everything that we see, everything we breathe, everything we do, we're going to use it to build a positive atmosphere so that we can get rid of the negative atmosphere. And to be completely honest, negativity does get thrust on a person. Just because yeah. that's the nature of negative things. It just happens. Sometimes what could go wrong does go wrong. 
And that's just what happens. So we're not saying that living a positive life is all of a sudden going to do away with the negative and bad things. No, that just doesn't happen. At least not until we get to the millennium. (laughs) (laughs) You know, um, but at least in this world, it's not going to happen that way. So that's not what we're saying. But what we're saying is, is that if there's anything to focus on in the every, in all of your experiences, let's make it positive. Let's make it something good because life is just better that way. Mm-hmm. You know, life is better that way. And everybody needs everyone to be a little bit more happy and to be a little bit more kind because we all live on this earth together I know I felt this way before of like, man, God, why couldn't have you just given me my own little personal world to go through my trials? It would have made things so much easier, you know, even though I don't know if that's entirely true, but you know, I've still, <laughs> I thought about that actually a bunch of times and I'm just kind of like, but that's not how it works. We're all on this world together. And the biggest thing that God has given us to get along with each other is the light of Christ. God knew that we would probably get mad at each other every now and again. So he's just like, here's the light of Christ. And if you bring it out in yourself, guess what? You guys will get along. And that's what I, that's what I want. And, and uh, stop fighting. Like, um, and so I think that that, you know, but anyways, um, so that's just really important to understand. Um, utilizing the light of Christ in our lives and utilizing everything around us to just make us happy, to build a positive experiences, even the mistakes that are there in our lives. We can use them those mistakes. We can use the unhappy times to realize what is happy and what we need to change to be happy. Everything is a step to progress. You know, even if it looks like an obstacle to progress, it's a step in progress because Mm -hmm. you just, it it makes things stronger for you as you go down the road and like things can be hard, but you know what? We can do hard things. A lot of times we get scared of hard things, you know, like we let the hard things in our lives stop us from doing what we want to do. And we're just like, Oh man, it's too hard. Nope. Not today. Nope. Not tomorrow. Maybe next year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but we can do hard things. Like, I think that something about being, I think about being human is that naturally we see something that's hard and we think, oh, that's hard. So I'm just not going to do it because it's hard. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's wrong. And ask me how I know, because I keep myself from doing hard things all the time. Like I, I always have pause with things that I think is hard and I'm always just like, I don't think I can do it. So you know what? I'm going to just not, Not you know, like people say no pain, no gain. Right. But I'm with John, by the way, when he's just like, no pain. Good. Like, (laughs) that's awesome. You know, no pain. I'm, I'm down with that. But like, you know, it really is like no pain, no gain. Like, and I think that we would be surprised that as part of the human condition, just how much of these hard things we can actually do like the the human spirit the human soul is strong man like it is hard to to completely put down the human spirit like when you put your mind to something and you put your heart and soul to it and you want something bad enough that you are always fighting for it and you want it you would be i think you would just be shocked at just how much you can put yourself through and still come out on top 
mm-hmm. even like I think you would just be shocked because I think that you I think that humans have this just this ability to be able to put themselves in the most difficult of circumstances and then be able to adapt to those difficult circumstances and then thrive mm-hmm. you know everyone right. has to tread through the sea of crap for a little bit that sounds so disgusting <laughs> <laughs> everyone has to go through that though you know just yeah. you have to tread it at least for a little bit until you can get through until you can get through it but you would shock yourself i think at just how much your ability how much ability you have to go through all that hard stuff and then come out on top because we are so good at adapting I think that's the secret to success. I don't think a successful person is just someone who keeps failing, but tried over and over again. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think the, I think people underestimate just how good they are at adapting to hard things Mm -hmm. and then being successful at it. What say you? Yeah. I I agree. Like on a mission, that's all. Well, that's what I was doing. 90% just, trying failing adapting trying failing adapting trying failing adapting you just that's how you that's how i learned um a story that came to my mind while you were talking is a story that i heard i I don't know if it was a sacrament meeting or if we just were talking but um we have a neighbor that was in the hospital and as part of this his in, in the hospital the every like every day or something like that, the hospital would give him, he was in for a surgery or something, and they would give him a special drink that was like super rich in like nutrients, help him heal, and it tasted terrible. It was the worst drink that he'd ever tasted. And I don't remember what exactly happened, but eventually he learned to to be okay with it. He learned to just choke it down, try and get it in. And that's what he did. He made a goal. He was just going to drink it. So every day he would drink it. They He learned eventually he was able to adapt. And he learned that he enjoyed it. So he would like drink six of them uh, a day or something like that. I can't remember the exact numbers or the exact details. But it just reminded me of like even those small like it's just amazing to me how like what what we perceive like something that is super hard at first that you just you just want to make it you're just trying to get through it or you're like you don't know if you can accomplish it mm. and if you just keep trying if you just keep putting forth that effort it will get easier that doesn't mean it's easy but it does get easier as you yeah as you do it absolutely dude i totally agree man i think oh i think you're just so spot on you know (laughs) we can adapt to hard things it's just part of the human condition is being able to adapt to things that are just really difficult to overcome but you overcome it anyway because you know you have to you Mm -hmm. know you willed yourself to do those good things willed yourself to be positive willed yourself to use the light of christ willed yourself to be happy Dis- what, sorry what are you oh, going to say I, I didn't mean to cut you no, off no no but, go for it but, but there, I think there is a distinction though like there's there's a point where 
the human will and the grace of God mm -hmm. with the light of Christ meet. That's where the magic happens because they're they're like if if a disciple of Christ or if just a human just a human is just bound and determined to do something good there is nothing that can stop that person because they will have God on their side mm. um and that's that's the magic that's that's where i think really that's that's where us as human beings that's when we thrive is when we have we're bound and determined we have faith we have hope and we are going to stay strong in that faith and hope that we have and where God can use that to then do a marvelous work and a wonder that mm -hmm. that you know that that he he does um but but those two together that's that's the magic sauce that's right that's, that's <laughs> what it is the magic sauce man sheesh <laughs> dude like you're so smart i agree with it and you know what that's why we're gonna end it because that is such a good ending point right there adapt to the hard things take your surroundings i found a duck and i turned it into something that i'm gonna be thinking about for like the next week and a half Aaron has these experiences from movies that he has seen. We take everything around us and we build light. We build voice. We build truth. And we build our knowledge. Always remember, discouragement is exhausting. Happiness is hard. But in this life, you have to pick one of them. Choose hard happiness over exhausting discouragement every single time. Every time. Be focused. Be positive. That's what we're about here. That's what we want to promote. Life is beautiful if we just let it be beautiful. All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and sign off. All right? Y'all be good. Peace. <laughs> See you later.